listening to We Watch Movies. I'm Ava. And I'm Jenna. And we watch movies. So this week we watched The Batman, which is the newest iteration of our favorite uh, Dark Knight, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, it was released on March 4th of this 2022. Um uh, and it stars it stars the new Robert Pattinson, Bruce Wayne, which is kind of cool. Um, we have thoughts, so we're going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> uh, Jenna, you want to tell me what your initial reactions were? I was so happy with this movie. I, I guess I should preface this just by saying I haven't seen like the, the Dark Knight or any of the Nolan Batman movies, which I know is shameful. <laughs> you don't even need to. You, you don't. I know. I Jenna, know it's bad. Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite directors, so Jenna. I have no excuse. I just haven't Jenna. watched them yet. Jenna, I watched that. that they're so they're so important of movies that I watched those in a history class. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I Jenna. know they're important, but I haven't watched them. I'm aware. Jenna, so, I have I have one word for you. I don't need to hear it. It starts with an H. You know what? I I turned my volume all the way down. I actually can't hear you talking. Jenna, this is really early in the podcast. I'm just watching your uh, your, This is really, really early in this episode for you to be getting homework. Well, okay, then I think I got through that okay. So I just wanted to (laughs) preface that because I know there's been a lot of comparisons. So... My experience with Batman is not that, but I still do enjoy Batman. I was disappointed in the most recent iterations of the DC Batman. It just didn't mm. really feel that interesting, but I enjoyed this. I had so much of what I enjoyed, and there was just so much good stuff happening, and it had that like noir and detective feel to it, and I just, yes. So I think you might have liked it a little bit more than I did, um, but that's just because you haven't seen the Nolan ones, so that's fine. Um, I really liked that they utilized the Riddler. I think that the Riddler is definitely one of the coolest Batman villains, if done like not in a goofy way, you know what I mean? And I think they really nailed it. Um, yeah, I feel like he's so underutilized by the world. Um, he's great in, uh, in Gotham as a character. Oh my god. I still haven't finished Gotham yet, because I have to watch at my dad's pace, and he's very slow. Um, trust me, if I was watching by myself, I would have been finished, like, three years ago. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so I really liked the Riddler. I will say, I was missing a bit of Bruce Wayne. Like, okay, Robert Pattinson, great Batman. I did not like him as Bruce Wayne, though. You know what I mean? I can see that. And I, I heard, I watched this movie with other people, and I heard kind of that same thought as well. So that's interesting. Because, I mean, as a character, I've always seen him as he has, like, there's three, there's three versions of this character, right? There's, like, his true self, right? And then there's the mask he wears as Batman and the mask he wears as Bruce Wayne. And that Bruce Wayne character is supposed to be this, like, dashing debonair kind of playboy kind of guy um like because he's comparable with iron man 
over the two universes, you know? Um, so he's kind of has similar vibes, I guess. Um, and he portrays this character by day. And I did not get any of that from this version of the character. And maybe that was purposeful. Maybe they just decided not to have that element in there because they were going for, like, a much darker vibe. But I don't know. I feel like it's a kind of an important part of Batman as a character, you know, to have that Bruce Wayne side. Because otherwise it was just, like... It was kind of like... It, it was, it was, he was missing a little bit of light. You know what I mean? A little bit of, um... Fluff. <laughs> yeah, and I... I definitely agree. It was, I think it was definitely a deliberate decision on them. And this movie was very, very heavily focused on, I don't know, say, the Batman side of things. Mm. But I, I do agree that there could have been a little more to the Bruce Wayne side. I think more of it came from how they decided to write the character than necessarily how he was portrayed. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it, it was interesting that they did something a little different with it, but at the same time, like, this is the character you have. Yeah. So sticking kind of to that also would have made sense. Because, like, it would have... I mean, I would understand it if Bruce Wayne was, like, not a big part of the movie at all, but he does make that appearance at, like, the funeral and stuff, and obviously it's a funeral, so you're supposed to be a little bit, like, solemn... But he was moody the whole time. It's like, I would guess that he was Batman because he was moody as Batman and Bruce Wayne. You know? It was kind of like, oh, okay, that's not a surprise. There's like, that that contrast between the Bruce Wayne character and the Batman character is, is like part of the reason why nobody thinks that Batman is him. You know? Um, and like... That's especially, like, notable if you look at, like, The Dark Knight Rises and The Dark Knight and whatever. Um, with, like, Christian Bale's Batman, it's so... It's such a clear difference. Everybody thinks that Bruce Wayne is, like, this... He's just, like, this frivolous, rich guy. He's a kind of, like, a immature child kind of person. Um, and so they don't think that he could ever possibly be Batman, you know? Um, and I feel like that adds a lot to like the story kind of thing if you're not going to explore the bruce wayne side that's fine but don't like give us a weird bruce wayne like don't give us don't give us bruce wayne a la twilight <laughs> yeah, don't give us edge boy bruce wayne. <laughs> um oh i did like i liked selena kyle um and i noticed so it was weird because i noticed that like they had her they had her calling her um what is it Annika? They had her calling Annika like baby and stuff. So I assumed that that meant that they were in like a romantic relationship of some kind. Yeah. Um but they were the only like romance stuff that was like confirmed with Selena Kyle was Batman. And I was like eh, do you need to be kissing right now? Theoretically your girlfriend just died on the phone. Like, I don't know if that's... I, I, that was yeah, kind of uncomfy. It was they, like, because, like, they, I mean... They um, don't have to. I mean, yeah. people watching it are gonna know anyway that there's, like, some interest between the two of them. Like, like, like you didn't need to have them kissing. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, 
obviously she can be attracted to both Annika and Bruce. Like yeah. that's not what I'm not saying, but they didn't give her like they didn't give any on-screen affection between her and Annika really at all because they didn't get much of an on-screen thing. But like he was watching her, and I feel like that could have been a perfect opportunity to like. I don't know. I just I felt like her connection to Annika was like brushed over and then they were just like trying and then and then her one with um bruce was like forced and that was like kind of like uh okay it's fine uh, i don't know I was, eh. yeah i agree i was watching that first scene with her and annika and i was like uh, you know the there, there's something about this you know Maybe they're- I don't know. Maybe it's just me. So I'm glad you agree, because I didn't really see anyone else talking about that. You know, I was like, I guess I'm just the odd one out here. But that's well, not I'm just true. saying, it was- it, like, it seemed- unless she calls her friends baby, it seemed like they were a couple, and they were alone in their house, and she was trying to, I guess, comfort Annika in a way, and they didn't think anybody was watching them. I feel like a couple would kind of- be a little bit more affectionate than the way that they were, you know? I don't know. Even if it was like for a second, but whatever, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not annoyed. Are you sure? Eh, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I really like that, um, they, they, okay, so, this is like, I'm sorry, I'm changing the topic, I'm going... Do you want do you want, do you want me to keep talking about Selena? Do you want to keep do you have anything else to say about Catwoman at this moment? We can just bounce off the walls, it's fine. Okay. Well, back to the Riddler for a minute. So he had a social media presence. How was he not banned from all social media like immediately? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is it is Gotham City, I mean. So Yeah, but like but if it you're is on also Facebook if you're on Facebook and you're posting that stuff, you can get banned regardless of what state you're in. Yeah. I, like, yeah, there's not, I, like, state agree? guidelines. Like, how, how did he keep getting away with it? And I mean, I don't know, maybe it is that easy, but for some reason, I don't think you could be talking about that online. Yeah, I don't know. I, I liked their um use of social media and the internet for him. Um... And I also liked that he was, like, a really unassuming guy underneath the mask and everything. Because, like, I feel like that part was kind of realistic, you know? The Riddler is just this kind of nerdy guy with a computer and some extra time on his hands, I guess. Um, and I, re I really liked that representation of the Riddler. Um, that was the only part that I wasn't, like, fully buying, is that he was posting all of this very public stuff. When he was a wanted criminal, you and know, like, and not getting banned. Nobody reported it to the GCPD or the feds. No or even one just like stumbled upon that and thought, yeah, hmm, this kind of sus. Well, no, the news literally said he has 500 followers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, news. Um, and nobody wants to shut his account down. <laughs> I mean, with the things that some people can get banned or suspended over now, I mean, I feel like murder is pretty, pretty, uh, reasonable. I'd say so. Um, conspiracy, so even. 
I'm looking at the cast right now. I think if I had any other issues with anybody. Oh, um, Alfred, I think that they should have just full scent killed him instead of really? put him mysterious. Okay, here's the thing. I, I'm I'm pretty sure this is supposed to be a standalone. Yes? Right? Is there supposed to be a sequel of this any in any way? I don't think... I mean, they're... I think they designed it like a standalone, but if they get a sequel, I wouldn't be surprised if they made one. Well, here's the thing. They put him in the hospital, but they didn't actually, like, tell us with, like, that he made, like, a full recovery or anything. They just plopped him in a hospital, and then they gave him that weird, like... Oh my god, I'm your father figure moment, which like is heavily implied. I don't think we really needed that. You know, I feel like that, I mean, that's something that's present in like every Batman-Alfred relationship. I don't think that they yeah. needed to tell us. You know, I feel like a reaction by Bruce Wayne to Alfred's like full death could have said that in just in fewer words, I guess. Um, and I felt like it could have been a little bit more impactful. He would have hated the Riddler more. All this stuff. And honestly, that explosion was not survivable. <laughs> there, there are many things in this movie that were not survivable. But I just, I feel like this is, this was the movie for them to full send kill Alfred Pennyworth. Sorry, I accidentally ripped my earbud out. So, yeah, but... I would agree both on the fact that there were a lot of things that were highly killable except they didn't actually kill anyone and also I definitely see your point that they could have killed Alfred and I feel like that also could have worked for the story they were telling but I guess given the story they're telling with their version of Bruce I think it also made sense for like Alfred to almost die, but then not die to kind of like give Bruce his like kick in the teeth of like realizing that maybe he shouldn't be trying to push away the fact that Alfred is like his father at this point. I don't know, man. I I f I firmly believe like fully that killing him would have been better. But you can have your wrong opinion if you want. I think both were suitable <laughs> for the story. Okay, fine. Whatever. Fine. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm continuing through the cast. Um, so I... And kind of on the same topic, I don't want there to be a sequel. I don't know what they were teasing with that scene in the or in the jail. Which spoilers, by the way, if they are teasing sequels and whatever or not. Um, but they have that scene in the jail with the Riddler, and he's talking to another person, another cell character, um, which was Barry Keoghan, I think is how you pronounce his name probably wrong i am probably incorrect don't quote me on that um he was druig in eternals um and he's also the uh kid from what is it uh once upon a time um and anyways he was the joker for that little 
thingy-majigger, that one scene there. And I love the Joker as much as the next girl, right? But the character has been done so many times. We don't oh, need a God. new version. No, <laughs> like, I'm no, sorry. Yeah. I was watching that and I was like, no, why would you do that? There are so many other interesting Batman villains you could do. And I know that the Joker is really interesting and we all love to try our hand at the Joker, but we've done the Joker so much and we have so many good versions and also a lot of less than good versions that I feel like it's so trite to just put the Joker in there that just, it, I... It's not necessary, and there's so many other things you can do, and the fact that they made that scene, not even like a post credit scene, but a scene in the movie, really bothered me, because there was no need, because the Riddler had essentially stood on his own as a villain the whole time, and then you throw the Joker in out of nowhere, it just, it, it felt so contrived to me, and it just, it, that really bothered me. Listen, only like, only so many people can win an Oscar for playing the Joker, um, and I don't, I don't know, it, is this, okay, so is he supposed to, is he supposed to be like, is this supposed to be for another movie, is this for a TV show, I, um, I'm trying, I've been trying to figure this out, um, but it's like not... 100% clear right now. Um, and like, I, I don't know. I personally think that this Batman would lend himself well to like the Scarecrow character. Yes. You know? Another person um, I was talking to was saying that the Scarecrow would be so good, and I agree. That would be really cool. Um, I don't know if they're planning on, um, they're planning on putting him as like like um if they're if they're doing another movie i don't want it if they're doing a show then it better not just be about the joker okay like listen i have multiple joker posters in my possession okay i am a joker fan but and i this is not to say that this guy will not do a good job. Okay, he might do a fantastic job, but listen, it's too much. It's 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 too much. We don't we don't need more. I'm sorry. It's just if you beat it if you beat it over its head with a hammer. Um, I don't know if that's the phrase. I don't know if that's the saying. Um, if you oh beat it like a dead horse. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be sad. You know, it just. There's only so much. Like it's kind of like you know how you have like a like you'd have like a TV show, right? And it would continue to go on, and then after a while, people run out of ideas, and then it gets boring, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what's gonna happen to the Joker. And I'm I'm just saying, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean. To bring up Gotham, which is a hot mess of a show, but I mean, I, I still love it for it. Does a not very good at existing, but at the same time, it is still great. Like, if you just watch that show, they throw essentially everything at the wall over the course of five seasons. And honestly, they, they 
the show ran out of time to even get to all the things they wanted to throw at the wall. It got cancelled and then revived, but then, like, cleaved in half. It, it, it was a whole thing. But, mm. like, in the Joker... Well, first of all, the Joker technically isn't even in it because weird the the not joker stuff happened <laughs> i mean the joker is for all intents and purposes in gotham but even then you see all these other things from the batman universe that they use on screen and it's still super interesting and fun so i don't know why we have this reliance on the joker like Please stop. It's becoming a joke on the Joker. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, it's it's I mean Batman has done so many things in the comics and fought so many villains that there are definitely ones that you can pick from that are cooler. I mean like I don't know, man. Like DC has been able to make a like a really successful movie just filled with its comic book villains, you know? And not necessarily saying that those are the villains that should go up against the Batman or whatever, but you have so many. You have so many to choose from. Okay? Um, listen, we we had we had enough after after Heath Ledger, and you know, maybe we got we got the Joaquin one. That was pretty decent. I appreciated his performance a lot. But like we also got the Jared Leto version and I'm sorry, I don't know why he came back. Listen, I'm sorry, Snyder, what was that? I it <laughs> I don't I listen, I am this is okay, this is why <laughs> This is my main problem with this movie and it was like two seconds long and I can't form coherent sentences about it because I just I care too much about the Joker to have him dragged through the mud like this. Well, you know, I think we're giving too much power to the Joker being in this movie by talking about it for so long. So I think we should talk about something else. Joke's okay. on you, Batman. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, what about... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, the score... I Ooh, yes, I have thoughts about the score because I actually listened to it before we recorded. Are you proud of me, Ava? Yes. And I paid attention during the movie. I liked that and like sp most mostly I noticed it during the end credits. So I was waiting for an end credit scene um which was really just the the movie laughing at us. Um but anyways, <laughs> I liked that it was like mostly just a piano piece because it was really pared down and I, it wasn't that obviously Sonata through the entire movie. Darkness, I think is that, that hmm? song. What? I think it's Sonata in Darkness. Oh, but it was really cool and I was yeah. like just sitting there I'm like, you know movie scores are never like that simple and I also loved how like in a lot of parts in the actual like score like during the movie and stuff they started like taking Ave Maria and they would take the little like motif and like make it all like s like spooky and stuff and I heard that a bunch of times and mm. I think it was it was just I really liked the music a lot 
I agree. Th this, I'm gonna sound like a nerd here, but I mean, what do you expect from me at this point? But uh, I, so, I don't remember who Warner Brothers. I think started putting out the little bits and pieces of the score before the movie came out. And that's what got me the most hyped for this movie. I saw the trailer and I was like, eh, this looks cool. And then I heard the score and I was like, I want it. Like they released uh, <laughs> the Batman and Catwoman. And I don't know if they released the Riddler before it came out. Not sure. But yeah. And it was really nice for me too. Because I could kind of get a little preview as to what I should have been listening for throughout the movie. Because sometimes it's hard for me to pick up on it while I'm actually watching it. So then I hear it when I go back, and then I'm trying to rethink the movie over and it doesn't work that well. But the the score for this movie has a lot of stuff going on, but at the same time, it's kind of, I don't want to say simple, but when you listen to it, there's not like there's 50 million things happening right on the surface. A lot of the major themes that you hear for like the Batman, the Riddler, and Catwoman aren't the most complex but then how they're utilized can be and also they're just really cool i mean the batman theme in this is i would say pretty different from other batman themes that we've had mm -hmm. but it also lends itself really well to this version of the character yeah and sorry i'm just gonna go on a rant because I i've just had all of these thoughts so i don't know Ava, if you want to go like make a sandwich or something <laughs> But okay, Michael, bye. <laughs> Michael Giacchino did the score I, for this movie, and he's come up a couple times on this channel. For instance, he recently did all the new MCU Spider-Man movies, so that's why he's come up. And he he's showing up in a lot of uh, big movies. Like for instance, just the movies he's doing this year are the Batman, uh, the dress, the new Jurassic. Jurassic Park movie. That should not have been that difficult. Uh, <laughs> the Buzz Lightyear movie, and then uh, Thor Love and Thunder. So, the man kind of has his fingers in a lot of different pies. And he's just done a lot of great work. So, obviously this was a very good score. But just one more thing I want to point out about it. Doesn't even have anything to do with the music itself. Just his song titles are especially for this movie just on point like normally you'll get very like either very literal song titles or they'll be like these very poetic things but i just want to read some of my favorites i'm going off of youtube right now let's see uh it's raining vengeance uh my personal favorite is gotica girl anyway <laughs> uh funeral and far between escaped crusader uh, Highway to the Anger Zone, uh, Riddles, Riddles Everywhere, and, uh, and then All's Well That Ends Farewell. So I just, lots of good stuff to unpack here. Is that your whole rant? Yes. Can I come back now? Yes. No, I, I do, I did like, so I haven't like taken any time to like sit down and listen to it outside of the movie but I did I did appreciate like all of it in the actual context of the movie so that was pretty epic um and okay so 
I did want to touch a little bit on what we were previously talking about, about the unsurvivable things. Um, one of the things that he did that I thought was kind of stupid, which was annoying because Batman in this whole thing was supposed to be smart. And that was like kind of the whole point of his character. So he was like swinging from a chandelier. Just kidding. Um, and... It was like this like jumbotron or something in Gotham Square Garden, right? And he was dangling from it because he needed to cut this wire because it was going to electrocute the people below or whatever. And he takes out his knife and he gets ready to cut it. And he has the brilliant idea to cut it above his hand and not below his hand. And I'm like, sir, sir, that makes you fall. You don't need to fall. You have like broken ribs and stuff, I guess, which for some reason the pain disappeared um <laughs> but no that bothered me that bothered me almost as much as the joker did i'm like mr batman why are you cutting above your hand um <laughs> maybe he needed the weight pulling down on it to make sure he could actually cut it through there was the weight of a jumbotron pulling down on it but, like, if he tried to cut below. <laughs> what, Jenna? <laughs> I'm trying to rethink through the scene, but I do agree. I did notice that. And I was like, bro, you are going to get so electrocuted if you do that. I, I know. And then, and then all these people who were in the water didn't get electrocuted for some reason. They just needed why. the dramatic apotheosis moment, Ava. You just gotta go with the vibe. <laughs> um, but, okay, you know, whatever. It's fine. Because, you know what? Batman saved a bunch of people, and he had this really cute moment with, like, a girl who was, like, being airlifted to a hospital or something, and he was like, I got you, fam. And she was like, oh my god, you're Batman. Um, <laughs> I like that scene. I like that scene a lot. Which, like, what do you know? Batman coming out of the dark and into the light to help other people? Wow! Yeah, I like- I like seeing Batman be a good- a good person. I mean, not that he's not a good person when he's, like, beating up bad guys, but, like, you want- you know what I mean. Like, being the friendly neighborhood Batman. <laughs> yeah. That- that- yeah, that- that's- that's pleasing to watch. Um... What else did I like? I liked... I liked the scene with Selina in the club and Batman was talking into her ear. Yeah. I thought they had good chemistry and I thought there was good tension in that scene. Um... Yeah. I liked that. Yeah, again, I liked a lot of the parts of this movie where it was focusing on the mystery and Batman investigating and having to work with, like, his limited allies and the, the I, I don't know, the, isn't Batman called, like, the world's greatest detective? Or is that another thing I'm confusing? I think there was, like, I don't know if it was a separate series necessarily or if it was, like, I don't know what, but I'm pretty sure there's like a series of Detective Batman that might just be the inspiration for this. Yeah, that might be what I'm thinking of. 
Can we um, talk about how this movie looked? Oh yeah. Um gray and red. But not unappealing gray and red. <laughs> Correct. And yeah, red. no, it can listen, things can be undersaturated and good. Okay, I'm a supernatural fan, and if you watch any of the first few seasons, you'll know it's barely in color. But I still liked it. Yeah, and I just, I was really happy that with how they designed Gotham City, because, like, Gotham City has just its very own unique style, and it makes me sad when that doesn't come through on film, because Mm -hmm. it's just, I I don't want to sum this movie up with two words, but I just want to say that the vibes are immaculate. Yes, and I think there's, yeah, there was a lot of a lot a, a lot of um, design choices that were very nice. It was very very much gothic, in Gotham, you know, especially in I guess Wayne Tower now instead of Wayne Manor. Um, I did think a little bit about his house was a little extra, but otherwise, I think it was pretty epic. But I mean, I guess we gotta know he's rich or something. <laughs> okay. Okay, it was a little it was a little extra. I don't think that would be a very cozy house to live in. Um but whatever. Um but yeah, no, I I it's definitely in terms of production design, I really liked that it was very gothic and like darker, obviously. I mean, cuz when you look at like if you look at like the the new like Justice League guys and stuff especially in the original justice league like before the snyder cut when they tried to make it all like funny and stuff and then batman's Mm. just there and it's like he batman works with darkness you know he he lit he was born in the darkness um (laughs) and yeah so like i think it works very well. I, I feel like Gotham is per- perpetually in an overcast um, in terms of the weather, like regardless of the day or the season or anything. And I don't know if it's supposed to be smog or if it's supposed to be weather, but like if you ever represent Gotham and it's like sunny out, you're doing it wrong. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't know. I haven't. I It's like it's like the same thing with like if you're doing like old-timey London, and you're doing like a Sherlock Holmes or like a Penny Dreadful or something like that. Same thing. You can't have it to be- you can't have it be sunny. It has to be overcast. And that's the only way to do it. Yeah, and I just- I just really liked looking at this movie. <laughs> that, yeah. That's a way to say it, Jenna. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't really put- into words what exactly I liked about it because that is escaping me at the moment and sometimes I can't always pick out what exactly is what when it comes to discussing film because I'm not a film person I'm like a book person so all the technical stuff I'm like it was good technically I can't get into any further detail without being wrong but it was good yeah, I mean, I think I've recently learned that you can you can be a, a film book person, as I have recently gotten into reading movies. So it's there's overlap, Jenna. 
Yes, but that doesn't mean I know how every aspect of a movie works. Yes, I know. I know. Um, yeah, I, major props to the production designers. I think I do. Yeah. Okay, I do appreciate in Wayne Manor that it looks different than other versions of it, especially since it is like a tower and stuff and it's more castle-y, I guess. Um, which kind of plays off of the whole idea that he's the Prince of Gotham, which I appreciated. Um, he's like a little bit more royal. Um, and then you had like the cathedral scene, which was really pretty. And of course, Carmine Falcone's tower and his like room was very nice looking. Um, was not a huge, huge fan of both his relationship to Catwoman and then like the fact that Catwoman couldn't shoot him from like two feet away but that's fine you know I, I know, mean it was their, their relationship was weird because the movie was I think trying to lean into the whole like trying to get you to think that there was like some romantic type of tension between the two of them which like if you want to go for that misdirection I can see why you would do that, but I think they leaned into it a little too hard. So when the swerve came that she was actually his daughter, it it was a little weird. It felt a little soapy to me. It was a little soapy to me. The whole like, he's my father. Um, I will say, yeah, soapy, soap, soap, soap. Um... But I can forgive it for that. I will say, though, I think that she could have had the same, like, hate and reaction to him killing Annika, even if he wasn't her father. And so I don't know how necessary the whole her being uh, uh, his his daughter was to the actual plot. Um, and I feel like they could have just done without it. She could have just been, like, working there or something. You know, but I don't know. I mean... I guess it I guess it made sense, so Yeah, I mean like I, I feel like there were less dramatic ways that would have been more believable to get that point across than just I am your father type vibes, but done Yeah. Not as well. Yeah, I mean we can't all be Star Wars. It's fine. Um We don't all need daddy issues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bruce Wayne has enough for, like, the entire Gotham City. Let's be real. Um, so, yeah. I wasn't... So, so in terms of, like, soapy plot twists, wasn't a fan of that. I still... I will stand by the fact that, that I was a fan of the fact that there was not a soapy plot twist involving the Riddler. Because I was expecting when they were hiding his face for it to be, like some big reveal of like somebody that we knew or something and then it wasn't and I was I really liked that because it was like it was weird because it wasn't trying to like be like aha we got you or something it was just showing us hey this bad guy could be literally anybody he could look like this doofus dork guy you know that you've never seen before and it was still satisfying you know like he didn't need to have some weird like familial tie to to have this relationship with Bruce Wayne, you know? I mean, obviously he had some motivations, but like it wasn't like, "Oh my god, we were we were orphans together and you stole my ice cream cone or something." I don't know, there wasn't like some random 
weird connection there. Like, I am your half-brother and I didn't get any inheritance. Um, so that was nice. I appreciated that a lot. Normalize having just some random person be the villain in superhero stories. Not everything needs to be interrelated. It doesn't always work the way you want it to. Exactly. I mean... Like, that's how it works in the real world, right? I mean, like... I, unless you're doing, like, a Scream movie, I guess. I will I will permit Scream to... To always be the, the love interest. <laughs> or something like that, you know? It's it, uh, like if it's a whodunit movie, it's got to be one of the main characters. But this isn't a whodunit movie. It's a Batman movie, and he is solving a mystery. So it doesn't need to be a uh, like or I don't know where I'm going with this statement. To be honest, I don't know where I'm going with half of the things that I've been saying today. I just kind of start too. speaking, and then it words come out of my mouth, and then they stop making coherent sense, and then I just keep talking, and then eventually I stop. You know? Yeah, just... Today has not been my most coherent of days, but we're, we're just going for it. <sighs> I... Okay, so... This is off-topic, but... I found that Google folder I was telling you about. Which Ooh. is apparently... It's called The Blacklist. Which... Is pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Um, if anybody else has heard about the blacklist, I'm very excited that I discovered this. It's just a bunch of um, screenplays that I can't read the whole. This is like the blacklist is compiled from the suggestions of more than 375 film executives, each of whom contributed the names of up to 10 favorite feature film screenplays that were written in or are somehow uniquely associated with 2021 and will not have begun principal photography during this ca um, calendar year. Um, scripts had to receive at least seven mentions to be included on the blacklist for this year. Um, and I was reading the one for Challengers right now, and it's really good. And I'm really excited about this folder because I'm gonna read a bunch of them. And I'm very excited because Jenna's a book nerd, and now I can be around Jenna and say, hey, I'm reading a bunch of movies and, like, I don't think that... She, she's not going to say that it bugs her, but I think it'll bug her a little bit. A little bit. I, I really don't think it will. This, this honestly sounds, like, so cool. This is so cool to me. So, I'm actually very excited, and I might take a look at some of them if you send it to me. Oh, I think I did. I think I sent it to you, like, while you were talking. <laughs> oh, well, let me look. Um... Sometimes things get a little slow while recording. Oh. Never mind. I just didn't press send. Oopsie daisies. I didn't- I don't think- I think I wanted to not freak you out while you were talking. Um, I know this is completely not related to the Batman, but I am so, like, enthralled right now by this particular script. And, like, part of me is like, Ava, you don't want to finish it because you want to watch it in movie- like, in the movie theater. But then I'm thinking to myself also, like, I have enjoyed movies where I've known the story before. I'm sorry. I I have, at this point in my life, I have watched the Steven Spielberg West Side Story four times. And I watched, and the first time I watched it, I knew the story. 
So, and, and you know, this might go undergo rewrites of some kind. I don't know. But just like, just for the re- I, I am not going to stop reading the script because it's awesome and I'm really enjoying myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, highly recommend. Um, if y'all find the blacklist to, to go perusing because it's pretty cool. I'm looking at it now. It took a while for it to load. Uh, this is cool. There's, I believe, 73 different... Well, I don't know if all 73 are in the folder, but there are 73, 73 in the folder, it looks like. There are? Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of it jumps from, like... Or maybe it's just skipping on my end. Because it wants to. So these are all ones that aren't getting made? I think, well, I don't know. I don't know if they are or are not getting made. I know Challengers is getting made. Um. So, I know that's happening. Um, I'm pretty sure they're starting... I'm pretty sure they're starting filming, like, kinda soon. I'm not 100% sure if it is getting postponed or if it's not. Because some people have been saying that it's being postponed and some people have not been saying that. So I'm not sure. But apparently they're supposed to be filming this spring. Which is cool. That is exciting. Um... I am very enthused. That'll be fun. Um, and I really want to see how they, like, bring it to life. Because, honestly, I didn't have that much high, like, or that high of hopes for it, I guess. Because I was like, mm, it's about, it's about, um, it, it's about tennis. It's not going to be that interesting. But it's, like, so interesting. It's, like, I'm in, I am enthralled. Listen, I love this love triangle. It's real, and I don't know if it's even love. Listen, I'm like on the edge of my seat. Also, Zendaya is gonna kill it as this character. Listen, I it's like she was made for Zendaya. You know what I mean? It's like perfect. She's gonna she's gonna nail it. Same thing with a same. Okay, I cannot speak for Josh, whatever his name is. Um. The, the other guy who's gonna be in the cast. So it's gonna be um, Zendaya, which I mean, everybody knows Zendaya. Mike Feist, who is in West Side Story, and Josh something. Um, and I think he's from The Crown. Um, I don't know any of his work. But the other two, I think they're gonna be perfect for their roles. I think it's gonna be awesome and super exciting. So that's cool. I'm currently on like page 107 of 129 in Challengers. And I know that scripts read fast, but also I don't read fast. So, and I started this last night. I don't know why I enjoy reading movies more than books, I guess. Maybe it's because I see them like a movie and it's like basically watching a movie, but like not. Um, It's just weird. But I'm I'm excited about this find. Anyways, 
I've been uh, reading through some of the different uh, synopses of them. What are your thoughts? What, which one are you going to read first, Jenna? Uh, Mercury sounds interesting. Mercury. I saw the words cat and mouse race across the city, and I was like, mm, you know, that's it. That's what I like. What number is that? It's on page 6 out of 31. 18. It says 18. I'm looking at the... Uh, just when a first date takes a dangerous turn, down on his luck, Michael risks everything to save his newfound love from her past. Little does he know the night and his date are not what they seem. Michael soon finds himself on a high-octane cat, <laughs> cat and mouse race across the city to save himself and uncover the truth, armed with nothing but his wit, his driving skills, and a 1969 Ford Mercury. Who wrote this? Stefan Jaworski. Well, shout out to your work there. Jenna's gonna read it and probably like it, I guess. I'm assuming that there's a lot she's of murder like in this list. Oh. Huh. Well, you know what doesn't have murder in it? At least not yet. Challengers. I really, yeah. I really like it. So far, I, I'm I'm very much I'm not gonna okay I'm not gonna stop saying that I am enjoying it because I'm enjoying it a lot and I recommend listen I know that some people are gonna be like no I don't want to spoil it for myself which good for you you are stronger than I am if you are interested in reading the script before the movie comes out um definitely do it I highly recommend it it's a lot of fun yeah. And I'll probably read. I'll probably go around reading more of these. Um, maybe this will just be my reading list from now on. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna exclusively read movies. Um, <laughs> people are gonna be like, "What's the last book you read?" And I'm gonna be like, "Oh, I read a movie." <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe it'll bother my English teacher. You know? Maybe she'll be like, so I don't know if it would bother her. I think she or would Or maybe find she'd it be cool. interested in it, actually. I think she would be interested in it. Okay, yeah, no, because actually anybody who would be bothered by me reading these movies would be true book nerds. True well not true book nerds, snotty book nerds. You know? Purists, yeah, I can see that. They will. wouldn't. They wouldn't consider it reading because it doesn't have paragraphs. You know, it's not prose. It's a script. So therefore, it can't be reading. Ugh. I I made that. I made a whole um, in. I think it was sophomore year. We had to write speeches or something about something we were passionate about, and mine was about how movies should be considered literature. I'm just saying. Listen, they're great. And you can read them. So, you, listen, our teachers could, uh, they could assign us screenplays to read. They could be like, look, read the screenplay. Pages 1 through 10 are due tomorrow. I don't know. They, you can give page numbers. Listen, that makes it literature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, Jenna's stamp of approval. We got it. Um, 
But anyway, seeing as this is completely unrelated to the movie and we have been talking about it for like five minutes, it seems that we have nothing else to say about Batman or the Batman, excuse me. Um, so we're going to wrap it up for this week. This was a lot of fun. Um, thanks for sitting down and listening to us blabber for almost an hour. Um, we really appreciate you. Uh, if you liked it, leave a like. If you want to hear more of us, subscribe. We do this basically every week. Um, if we get busy, we kind of maybe skip a week, but that's, that's besides the point, y'all. Um, <laughs> so definitely like, follow, subscribe. It really means a lot. If you're on YouTube, but you hate YouTube, you can follow us on any of the platforms in the description down below to listen to the podcast. If you're not on YouTube, but you love YouTube, you can come over to YouTube and subscribe to us. Um, or you could just probably follow us on whatever platform you're on. That would be epic. Um, also in the description are our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok if you wanted to follow us there. <laughs> um, and yeah, definitely stay tuned for more episodes. It means a lot when you watch them. We appreciate all of you. And yeah, uh, Jenna, anything to add? If you're still listening, thanks for watching. And, you know, if you are in a conversation and someone asks you who you are, please don't answer that you are vengeance. This is just really confusing. Like, no one wants that answer. They just want to know who you are. Don't don't try to get philosophical with me. Just, I want to know your name. Conversations can be so difficult. Don't make it harder for someone. They didn't want Robert Pattinson to have to say, I'm Batman, and then get memed. But is vengeance any better? He got memed no, it's gonna get in memed. the actual plot of the movie. Yeah. Um. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um. Well. Okay, bye!